Have you ever been a second base? Neither have we. Welcome to the Hash and Halos podcast with your hosts, Manny, Daniel, and Paul. Take it away, boys. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Hashing Halo. We are now on episode 23, and uh, today's just going to be me and Daniel. Uh, Paul is out with some personal matters tonight, so uh, it's just going to be us two. Uh, So we're going to get straight into it with uh, the biggest news that just came out with the Angels, that Justin Upton has been cut from the Angels. He's been DFA'd straight up, so no more Justin Upton on the Angels, which is uh, really weird to say now I think of it, because... He seems so synonymous with Angels baseball now for the past like four seasons, but yeah, this is kind of a controversial little subject we got here. A lot of there's Angel fans on both sides. Some are like, you know what, Justin Upton had a really good spring training. He should you know get a shot to be the fourth outfielder and platoon with at first base with Jared Walsh. Some people, such as myself, believe that I don't. In my opinion, I believe one good spring training does not make up for the last four years of mediocre performances. Um, that's just me, but you know. Daniel, I want to get your take on on the J-Up DFA. Right, so we are on very different sides of this. Um, Manny's on the positive side. He thinks that cutting or DFAing Justin Upton was a good move. I yes. think it was a bad move, and here's why. Um, now, I, I've had my problems with Justin Upton. If you've been listening to this podcast, you know I, I complain about his defense. I complain that he seems lazy, and I complain that he hasn't been the best hitter over the last few years. But regardless of all my complaints, the fact is Justin Upton against lefties last year had an OPS over 800. And if you can have a bat on your bench that hits one side of pitching with an OPS over 800, that is a valuable bat. I don't care about his contract. You know, we're paying his contract no matter what. No one's going to pick him up for 28 mil. So we're paying the contract no matter what here. And we just got rid of a bat that could hit lefty, that we know has the potential to hit lefties over 2,800, plus the fact that he had a good spring training. Now, normally, I don't really care that much about spring training stats, but that's a small factor here for sure. And instead of Justin Upton, we're now going to have probably Jose Rojas on the team. And now Jose Rojas, you know, he had a good spring training as well, but we don't. We know in the majors, he's not, he's still not as good as even Justin Upton was. And Justin Upton was a possible platoon partner for Jared Walsh. He was a possible fifth outfielder, you know, with Terry Ter- Ward. And I'm assuming he just didn't want to be that role, but he could have been a guy who, a hundred of the games, he just comes off the bench and he just hits against a lefty bullpen arm. And then, you know, you start in like 50 games, something like that. And that's just a quality player that good teams have. And so I guess it's just kind of frustrating because we're just cutting our depth. That's what it feels like for me. Okay. Um, I have a different view on things. I believe Justin Upton simply was... Here's, here's my, my theory on why he was DFA'd. I believe that similar in the Albert Pool situation, I believe Joe Madden probably came up to him and said, Hey you're not going to have like a lot of playing time, at least starting playing time. And I don't think Justin Upton was cool with that. I don't think he wanted to be a bench warmer. So he probably was like, I guess, you know, we'll both amicably, you know, leave the team and go our separate ways. But um, yeah, no, I think 
here's the thing. Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele are up-and-coming stars on this Angels team. And Justin Upton just takes up another outfielder spot. And he also just takes up another platoon spot at first base where you could have Taylor Ward playing first base, you could have Jose Rojas playing first base, and would provide much better utility, uh, ut- like defense over there. And I think they could probably hit just as well as Upton, as Upton if not better. And that's, and that's where the issue lies, right? Like, there is an outfield squeeze with the Angels. You just have too many outfielders. Like, Taylor Ward could also be the fourth outfielder. So you have to put, in my opinion, you have to put Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele above Justin Upton. Because not only they can they can feel better than Upton right now, they can hit better than him. They can run better than him. They can do pretty much everything better than him. Justin Upton, all he provides now is a, I guess you could say, a veteran presence. And he was best friends with Mike Trout. <laughs> that's pretty much it so i think yeah. that i'm just saying like it's just it there's just not a place for him right now i feel like there's just a squeeze in the outfield so you have to take brandon marsh you have to take joe adele put them in the corner outfield spots and you just put mike trout in the middle have taylor ward be your fourth outfielder or even jose rojas and then put either the combination of either ward or rojas at first base platooning with with walsh because Rojas also had a... Here's the thing. Let's not discount Ward and Rojas. They had really good springs, too. And and just so did, just, so did Justin Upton. But here's the thing. The last four years, Justin Upton's had... Okay, let's see here. Last three seasons, he's had a 90 OPS plus. 90, 92, 90. It's below average. And now before all, I understand Marsh, Adele, they've also had below average OPS pluses, you know, last season and whatnot. But that's also with less at-bats, and that's also with less playing time in the majors in general. They still have lots of time to, to grow, and they have lots of time to you know just become better players in general. So that's, that's just how I see it. I think just Justin Upton's time with the Angels was done, and this is where I give props to Perry. I think Perry's he's making a statement, just like last season with Pujols. Hey, if you're, if you're washed, we're just going to DFA you. We don't want you no more. We have other players that can take your spot. Walsh took over for... For Pujols, and now in the same vein, Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele are going to take over Justin Upton's spot. He's letting the young guys play, getting them regular at-bats, getting them 400 at-bats a season, 500 at-bats a season. You know what I mean? So this is this is what ultimately had to be done. So I feel bad for Justin. I know him and Mike were great friends. Justin Upton was a great teammate. He was a great person. I'm not saying he wasn't, but I'm just saying, I guess he just, it just, his time ran out here. Like, he just didn't have doesn't have he doesn't have a place on the team anymore so that's that's my thoughts on the justin upland situation okay manny i hear you i i i understand what you, you have saying. to you have to prioritize the young kids they understand gotta get what you're saying no i agree i agree i do not want justin upton to be our opening day left fielder i want the opening day left field to be trout and center and then adele and marsh in right and left that is what i want with a, with Ward, also there somewhere, and then I also understand that yes, okay, outfield could be a little crowded, but Manny, I have a question for you. What mm-hmm. is the thing that the Los Angeles Angels are known for that we have has so tortured us over the last few years? What is that? Injuries. Poor, injuries. Yes. Poor depth. Injuries. Yes, injuries. Yes. Depth. And Justin Upton is depth. Now, I understand you cannot put Justin Upton in AAA. Like, that's 
No, they're yeah, yeah. That's, dollars. They're that's, not putting the man in AAA. Right, right, right. That's fine. So you have to start Jose Rojas in AAA. And he did. He had a good spring training. But here's the thing. It's okay to start Jose Rojas in AAA because inevitably one player, one position player on the Angels is going to get injured. And unless it's a catcher, Jose Rojas is the next guy up. And then it's fine. Then he can still get his time. But having Justin Upton just as depth is what... That's that's what good teams do right there. This man versus left-handed pitchers last year had an 838 OPS. That's really good. That's a 127 OPS plus against lefties. That's not only above average. That's better than Taylor Ward had against lefties last year, and he did really well against lefties. That's better than a lot of players on the Angels had against lefties. And right. For me, it's just about the depth, and it's about the injury situation. It's about the clubhouse culture. People seem to like him. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's just frustrating. And I'm not trying to say that he, I would not have wanted him to take away a spot from Marsha Adele. That's not what I would have wanted. But I would have been willing to sacrifice starting Rojas in AAA to have this depth piece on the team because when inevitably Marsh goes on the 10-day DL, Adele goes on the 10-day DL, Trout goes on the 10-day DL, Ward goes on the 10-day DL. You need a guy, having a guy like Justin Upton is so valuable. And like the Dodgers did with Pujols last year, man, you're pinch hitting this guy almost every day. In the seventh inning, eighth inning, when they bring in their lefty, and you have Mar- you know, you have Marsh or Walsh or someone stepping up to the plate who's not going to hit them, you put an Upton in that critical situation and your chances vastly improve, and now you don't have that anymore. Right. Uh, I also saw from an Angel scout, though, they gave some information out that was, um, even though Justin Upton had a a strong spring training, he said he didn't see Justin Upton uh, maintaining that throughout the season. So this was just like a spurt of like, oh, he had a great spring training and that's it. So I don't know how much, I don't know if that really would would have held true or not. I guess we'll never know. But um, yeah, I mean... I, I see where you're coming from, too. I see where you're coming from, too. But um, I guess that's where luck also plays a kind of a factor, like injury luck. Like, we're not going to, like, for all we know, we could have seven guys go out, position players. And for all we know, we could have, like, one guy go out, and the whole J-Up thing won't be an issue. So I guess that's also, like, the, uh, the, the, the quantity of the unknown comes into effect, that we just don't know. So, yeah. We could, have, we could have the least injury-filled injury right, season exactly. this year and win 90 games. So we won't know. And there's a chance yeah. this is a good move. There's a chance Justin Upton is, like, totally, completely cooked. He would have had a 700 OPS versus lefties. He could have been terrible. Yeah. But so there, there's something that the Angels I think know we that we should have given him a chance. But I, I also, I don't know. I think we're... There's definitely... We're, not, we're never going to yeah. fully agree on this. But right. I'm also not, like... It's not like, oh, the Angels' chances are done, like... It's I not believe like we, yeah, this exactly. maybe makes the Angels worse by like a game or a half a game. So or better, it's by more a just game or a half a game. It goes both ways. However, so that game could be so important this year. It could. Like we could that we could be we're in a position where we could be one game from six seed versus seven seed. That that's what that game could mean. So that that's right. why I'm a little frustrated about it maybe it's because i i saw what pujols did with the dodgers last year i saw what he did against lefties so it's kind of like okay it feels similar but Mm -hmm. um at the end of the day i also totally understand like i i want ward to get at bats and justin upton would take away some 
Taylor Ward yeah. at bats. And, and if you can get Adele Ward to play first to platoon with um platoon with Walsh too, mm-hmm. then then I'll, I think at the end of the day, I'm not going to be too too upset about it. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, definitely. There's a lot of merit to both sides of the the argument here. Um, I think that covers the J up situation. That's pretty much all I had to say about it. Yeah, I'm ready to move on. Okay. So speaking of getting cut, <laughs> so <laughs> spring training roster, a lot of players are getting cut now. So looks like we're either keeping nine or ten relievers, and based on that number, that either means we keep Rojas or Stefanik. I think, I think, I think honestly, if Rojas is the guy to keep. I don't know why, but I just like him over Stefanik right now. I just feel like he has more. I feel like he's more a, a completed player. He feels more well rounded. I don't know. I don't know who you would keep. I want to hear your opinion on it. Yeah, I th- see. Like I'm saying, I just feel like Rojas. He has. I mean, obviously, he has more major league experience than Stefanik, so it doesn't really help him out. And that it doesn't really help out Stefanik in that case. But I don't know. He just looks more completed. I don't know. There's just something to him that I don't know. He just also he's another lefty bat, so that helps. But yeah, I don't know. He just feels more like a completed player. Like all logic, not logic, but like my gut feeling saw Jose Rojas play last year and like felt a lot of pain watching Jose Rojas play baseball but, for us last year. Right. But he has he has had his moments and I feel like he's turning it around. And with that, with the spring training he's had, I feel like he's finally like kind of turned that corner. Yeah. I don't know. So However, judging, judging by the eye test, at the very least, he looks better than Stefanik, in my opinion. So I think what I was going to finish with is I think he's earned it. I think he's exactly. earned the spot over Stefanik. Here's why. One, Stefanik has never played the majors, um, so he doesn't have that experience yet. Two, now I, I don't want to say I know the defensive stats, but if I were to go on feeling, I would think Rojas is better defensively than Stefanik. Three, Rojas can play the outfield, so he can be a fifth outfielder. Exactly, as I was right. saying, depth is important. Mm-hmm. Has Stefanik ever played outfield in the minors? I, I, we, well, we can check. We can check. That's for sure. Let me see. Michael Stefanik. He has, let's see. Uh, he's played five games. In the minors oh, as God. an outfielder, he's played forty. He's innings a second total. baseman, basically. Yeah, he's played forty he's innings. Total. Yeah, he's played a th- over a thousand innings in second base, and yeah, <laughs> essentially a thousand innings, eleven hundred innings at third base, a uh, second base. My bad, and two hundred forty-seven innings at third base, sixty-one innings at first base, and the rest is in the outfield with forty innings. So, yeah, he's an infielder. <laughs> so no, he can't play outfield very rarely. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I'm going to yeah. be honest. I think I'm on the Rojas page here, too. And honestly, I you don't really need 10 relievers. I'd probably no, go Rojas over go the Rojas 10th too. reliever. Yeah, I think so, okay. Who is So basically what you would have, a 10th reliever would put you at... So that would put you at 13 position players, 5 starters, and 10 relievers. Mm-hmm. So, or 14 position players. Oh, okay. But then one of those is your backup catcher. So I think you go with the 14th position player because then you have, um, you have like Wade would be one of the backups. Um, you'd have him as one of the backups. 
I'm not going to go through and try to figure everything out right now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I think you go Rojas. I also think you just it gives you another lefty. You're you're a little short on lefty bats in your lineup. Yeah, no, um, no. especially it's nice like lefty bats. Exactly. You only have one lefty bat in the outfield, or like you know that's Marsh. Yeah, Marsh. So uh, as your Walsh. fifth outfielder, it's probably a better idea to make him a lefty. He's more uh, p- defensively versatile. He's not a plus anywhere. I don't think Rojas is like a plus defensively, even in the no, infield. But, but, he's, but he's not like a horrendously. He's like, not bad. Stefanik yeah. is not a good def- like. No, Stefanik's and that's, a and that, and that's the thing about Stefanik. That's the one thing I think that's holding him back from being a major league ball player is that he just can't defend. Like he's just not a major league, you know, level defender yet. So. I mean, obviously, there's guys like Jose Iglesias that are in the damn league and has <laughs> put up a minus <laughs> 20. Yeah, so technically, that's not really saying anything. He could still just be in the majors regardless, but I think that's what's keeping him from joining the Angels, at least, is his lack of defensive ability right now, so. Yeah, and at the end of the day, Stefanik has a 1,000 OPS in AAA, and if one injury happens, you bring him up. Exactly, so. yeah. Like, he'll, he'll get his time. There you he'll go. get a shot. He'll or a shot. you can trade him. Like, if, he's, yeah, if he starts too. raking... There you go. You can yeah. get, a, get a, someone tra- for him. Like he's a hot trade piece at that point. Get another bullpen arm. Get a have him as a piece towards a starter at the bull at the deadline. Like you have options. So mm-hmm. I don't think like this isn't the end of the. If one of those gets cut, one of those guys gets cut, which one of them will? Like it's not the end of the world for either of them. I still think both of them have another shot. And I, I would like to see Rojas because he was just not great last year, and that would be so cool if he came up to the majors and just started like. Not even raking, but if the man could have like a 750 OPS, like that would be ins- like that would be so cool. And he's he's like our 14th guy, so he doesn't even have to be good. Like, right, exactly. he's definitely. Yeah, I agree. Um, anything else you want to add about the uh, this topic? No. Okay. All right, let's move on. Last night's game. So the Angels and the Dodgers played an exhibition exhibition spring training game last night. Um, Angels won five to one. Game lasted about two hours, 19 minutes, which is, like, very, very short. I want to talk about... I, the main thing I took away from that game was Noah Syndergaard in his... Uh, in his uh, oh, beautiful. First, first start at Angel Stadium. Um, dude looked really good. Like, I know his fastball velocity is not there yet. He's like, kind of ticking 94, 95. Used to be a 98. But, like, I mean, he's coming he back. Hit a couple, he hit 96 a couple times. Yeah, he exactly. did at 96. So I expect I expect his velocity to kind of tick up over the course of the season, but yeah, he looked really good. He looked really good, like seven Ks. He like <laughs> that was the Dodgers starting lineup practically out there too. So he like was against like the real deal. Like geez, like Noah's looking good, man. Like I th- I was okay. Now obviously things are subject to change. He could he could suck for all we know in the regular season, but judging off this game alone, he looks really good and looks like he's gonna just just carve through hitters the rest of the season like dude he had seven strikeouts that's against the dodgers the team that spent 300 million dollars on payroll the team that has all all-star lineup noah Syndergaard, who didn't pitch two innings in the past two seasons that's insane like dude noah he, thor is back and then he tweeted uh he he sent a tweet last night saying that he likes it here so I'm like, I know yes. I saw that tweet. That's, that's really good. I really, I, I hope he likes it here. Cause if this Noah, cause here's the thing, the whole point of bringing Noah here in the first place was like a one year deal, kind of like uh, experimental. We're going to take a chance on you. Uh, you, we got you at a good price too, considering the competitive pitching market. And if this works out, 
not only did we get Noah for 21 mil, where he could easily have been a 30 mil a year guy, even higher than that. This also means if he likes it here, he'll probably want to re-sign here in free agency if things go well, which is great. So like I said, that's the main thing I'm taking away from last night's game is Noah Syndergaard looks really good. Plus, uh, Rendon got another, Rendon hit a home run last night. Shohei hit a home run. So like, dude, they're looking good, especially Rendon. I'm, I'm not worried about Shohei. I know he'll like, he'll continue to perform. Rendon who is the one I'm worried about because like, he still hasn't really put it together yet in spring training and we're getting close to opening day. So, um, yeah, but Rendon, once he gets like on a roll, once he gets back to his routine, he'll be good. But yeah, this is this is looking good. I mean, I know it's one game and it's just an exhibition game, but the Angels look from last night looked really good. And, and, and Mike also looked pretty okay. Like he had a few warning track shots, but still Mike's going to be Mike. He will be fine. So yeah, that, those, those are my thoughts on the game. What about you, Daniel? My gosh. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm a pessimist. If you've listened to any part oh, of the yeah. podcast yeah. or, you know, I'm a pessimistic person. That's that you were. But, oh my gosh, my, like my inner, my inner optimistic angels fan came out last night. Oh, uh, I, I, I wasn't able to watch the whole game, but like, I was able to watch the highlights. I was able to watch, you know, a bunch of different parts of the game. We just dominated the best team in baseball and it was an exhibition game. Yeah, but, but that was their watching senior guard just mow down the heart of the Dodgers order mm-hmm. was absolutely beautiful to watch. Syndergaard looked great. And I don't care. Like, OK, velocity. Yeah. 96. He'll get that up slowly throughout the rest of the season. But he was locating his pitches. He just looked confident out there. He looked dominant. He looked like an ace. He looked like an ace on that mound. Yeah, exactly. That was like New York. That was that was Met Syndergaard. That was there. New York. I don't. He yeah. wasn't hit. He was not hitting one hundred and one. No, but, but it, it, there was. It looked like it. Glimpses. It you know. felt like <laughs> yeah. New York. No, it felt like New York 2017, 2018. All star. All star. Noah Syndergaard. Yeah, exactly. All star. Noah Syndergaard. And that was just so fun to watch. Anthony Rendon. Like you could just tell something was off last year. That swing on that home run last night was beautiful. Yeah, no, was, you could was, tell he yeah, was no not pain. no pain, no, no hip pain right there. That was clean. Just a no. He hit, is no such a nice, pain. like such a mm-hmm. nice effortless swing when it's working. Mm-hmm. And like we need him to be healthy this year. If like if we could get if we can get all star seasons out of him, Trout and Otani, just like you know, in spite of three. possible mm-hmm. catastrophic injuries elsewhere. With like average injuries elsewhere, we're a playoff team almost guaranteed, I believe. If we get strong, all like close to MVP seasons out of those three, you know, unless like the entire rest of the team gets injured, we're a playoff team. And oh, it just felt so good to watch. Like the, the feeling I had last night was just all this confidence. Now we'll probably lose by, you know, 12 nothing tonight and it'll just all be gone. Yeah, but uh, exactly, you know, exactly. it was so nice to just watch a game and feel good about this team yeah i haven't felt this good in a dude i haven't been like this optimistic in a while about the angels like because you know last season it was it was pretty bad <laughs> no mike no, no rendon the only really good thing we had going for us was shohei and that that was it <laughs> so even like before the season last year we made no changes pretty much from our 2020 team except for like the Cobb trade yeah, Bundy and like well. we lost a, we lost a couple guys like it uh, Quintana, 
But like oh, we didn't man. make any like different. There was it was basically no different. And we didn't make the playoffs in 2020. We didn't make the 18 playoffs in 2020. So yeah, we didn't make yeah, the, there was the optimism expansion. like okay, you know, players are going to bounce back um all this stuff. But it's different this year. And while I still think we're borderline for the playoffs, this is still by far the most hopeful I've felt for this team in a long time. Agreed. Um, yeah. Anything else you want to talk about last night's game? Um, good there. Okay. Let's okay, so let's move on to this one. This is a kind of a big one. Um MLB yeah. power rankings came out. And wow, okay, so the consensus is not just amongst me and Daniel, but just baseball fans in general, that this is the one of the worst power rankings I've ever seen in my life. Um it's, it's an absolute joke. It's bad. It's this is not like even like Whoever made this doesn't, I don't think, even watch baseball or anything like that. Um, so we're going to, I'll read it off for you. So here's the top five. We got the Dodgers, the Blue Jays, the White Sox, the Brewers, and the Rays. And which I'm fine with. Which I'm, I'm fine. fine. I have really no qualms with the top five. Here's where I get questionable. So you got the Padres at 10. And I just don't see how the Padres are a top 10 team in baseball when you're going to have no Fernando Tatis Jr. for the first, I believe, two months, three months of the season. Like, who, who's hitting and for who, the Padres? And, and yeah, who's hitting they for the Padres? No exactly. <laughs> they have no lineup. Like, after Tatis, who's Manny Machado? Manny Machado's your number one, and he's been, like, kind of end with them. And, and that's a lot to put on Manny Machado. Jake Cronenworth? Yeah, cool. Eric Hosmer, and I don't. I think he's getting traded. Oh, and they're trying sure. to get rid of him. Yeah, so and this like team has no like Luke. They just traded for Luke Voigt, who's like good in a in a platoon role for the Yankees. But now he's going to be if they get rid of Hosmer, they're starting first baseman or they're starting DH. Yeah, it, this this doesn't really make sense. I just don't like. I can okay. I see the Mets being higher than the Padres. They're at the 12 spot. I see the Cardinals being higher than the Padres. They're at the 13 spot. I see the Mariners being higher than the Padres. They're at the 14 spot. Like, I see us being higher than the Padres. I see us being higher than the Padres. And we're at the 18 spot. <laughs> like, Tigers even. Like, the Padres, did people forget that the Padres were an 83 win team last season? 83 and 79? No, no, an 83 loss team last season. Oh, 80, oh my bad. They were under 500, weren't they? Yeah, they were. Oh my lord! Yeah, they were what seventy-eight and eighty-three. I think was yeah. their right. Now yeah. I will say they do have a pretty damn good rotation, but their bullpen's average. Like their bullpen's average, and they have probably and, a bottom no. ten lineup. Probably, maybe and, more. And like, you're playing be... in the NL West. You have the Giants to worry about, and you have the Dodgers to worry about. I know the Padres are okay, the Giants are nine for reference, and the Padres are ten. Are you saying the Giants are just marginally better than the Padres? Like what? <laughs> that the the make Giants sense. are better than the and Padres. And I'm an Angels. The fan. Giants have almost an equivalent starting rotation with like a competitive lineup and a much better bullpen. Yeah, so I'm like, I just don't see it. How the Padres are the like, ten seed? I don't. I I'd understand. Like, okay, if you put them above the Mariners. You know, that's fine. But, like, the Mets, the Red Sox, the Cardinals, the Phillies, us. Like, what? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. No, the, the Twins are not I, 10. I, I, they're I, I they're see 14 the at best. Better. Yeah, they're 14 yeah. at best. Um, But, yeah. honestly, if I were to say my biggest, like, okay, we'll get to us in a second. We'll get yeah, to yeah. us. My biggest qualm is the Yankees at six. Yeah. 
what have the Yankees done, done to, to <laughs> inspire the six? They got Isaiah okay. Kiner Falefa. Let's go. What, the Astros? Yeah, they lost Correa. The Astros and the Braves are both much, much better, better than the Yankees. Yeah, like, 100%. So much better. I think the Red Sox are better than the Yankees. I think the Yankees are fourth place in the AL East. I yep. think we're probably close to the Yankees on like quality level. The Yankees are a double digit team. They are not the sixth team. They no. have they have Cole. Severino hasn't played has played like two games over the last three years. And it's not like Cindergard where it was one injury that kept him out. It's like he had like 17 different injuries that have kept him out. So he's probably not gonna play half the season. The rotation really isn't that deep. They do have a good bullpen, but like their lineup, Stanton, their lineup is extremely injury prone. Judge, mm-hmm. even though he's really good, doesn't really play full seasons. Stanton doesn't even get close to a full mm-hmm. season. Yep. And they were an 86, they were a lucky 86 win team last year. That's what they were. They had a they had a few games of luck. They were a lucky 86 win team that yeah. ended up having There's, this yep. 92 wins stumbling into the playoffs. Agreed. Yeah, I feel the Yankees are just they're just not the sixth team. They're not. They're not number six year. There's they're a lot of other teams half. I can name. They're, yeah, they're, they're 14, top 13, yeah. 12. Yeah, but that they're range. not. They're not sixth. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Like that. That's a joke. Like that's actually just like someone is. Someone's making jokes. Yeah. And yeah, and let, let's get to the Angels, by the way, because that that's what I'm <laughs> talking about. Dude, we're 18th. Like we're, <laughs> we're not 18. Top, we're not even top half. We're 18th. Okay, let's. Okay, we're 18th. Okay, let's see here. We have Mike Trout. Okay, let, let's assume everyone's healthy. We're just going off a healthy lineup. Mike Trout, Rendon, Shohei Tani, Jared Walsh. You got four All Stars right there. Boom. You got a, a bolstered up bullpen. That's the best top four in baseball. Right. If, uh, healthy. Healthy. That is the best right. top four in right. baseball. Right. Bullpen. We just got a bunch of bullpen guys. So we resigned Rysel. Boom. One of the best closers in the game, if not the best closer in the game. And then you got fucking. Let's see. You got. Bradley, you got Tapera, you got Loop, boom. That's a great fucking core bullpen guy, like core bullpen unit right there. That's your got, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth inning right there. Exactly. And then you got Mike Myers, who's I, I I must admit he is a little hit or miss, but when he's on his game, he is on his game. Mike Myers is he can be very, very nasty. Throws ninety eight. Exactly. And then you got like you got your reliable you got like Jimmy Hergett, who I believe is gonna make the team at this rate. Dude, Jimmy Herbert's been pitching well. He's like the Austin Warren, Warren was Austin beast Warren. last year. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this this bullpen has a lot of different variety. Like Jimmy Herbert. Okay, I usually don't like side armors because I feel like they always like I have PTSD with them. Alex Claudio, Steve Cishek, and the and the like. But Herbert, he's not like a true side armor in the sense that he doesn't he doesn't do submarine pitching, but he kind of like side arms the ball. It's a very weird delivery, but he makes it work. He actually throws strikes, which is inter- like, wow, I can't believe it. It's a novel concept in baseball nowadays. But yeah, no, I'm liking Jimmy Hergate. So we got him and we got him. We got Myers. We got Warren. Quijada, I believe, is also going to be in there this season. He's he's a pretty decent lefty pitcher. Like this bullpen is looking nice. It's not looking bad. So I just listed the bullpen. We listed the top four in baseball. Like, dude. You got Joe Adele, you got Brandon Marsh, like the, the two of the hottest prospects in the game who are now on the team. Like, where, where Let is Let me this? remind you, the rotation too. Like, okay, our rotation lacks depth, but Otani, Syndergaard, Suarez, and Sandoval. That is a solid top four. 
And I have complained to the moon they're, and back you know about why? that. They're not big names. That's why. They're not big names. I'm telling you. They're, exactly. They're, they're oh underrated. Oh, my God. Sandoval. Have, nobody knows who. Sandoval okay. pitch. Yeah. That man nobody is knows, good. That's the thing. Yeah. He's nobody a good knows. pitcher. Exactly. Nobody knows who the fuck Patrick Sandoval is. His, his name doesn't, like, jump out at you. He's not Noah Syndergaard. He's not showing. Like, who is Patrick Sandoval? Like, that's why I know they, they haven't pitched a full season, but, like, look at their. Like, they are good pitchers. Like, Suarez and Sandoval are good MLB pitchers. And. We do lack some depth in the rotation, but I don't care. With that lineup and that bullpen, Detmers, and I'm pretty pessimistic about us. Too. Detmers, yeah. too. He could be a rookie of the year candidate. Yeah, yeah, Detmers like, did the, yeah, yeah. great spring like, training from Detmers. Mm, Detmers is probably, like, would be, like, the three on some teams. <laughs> yeah, like, on the, like, fuck it, I guess maybe on the shittier teams, but, yeah, he would be the yeah, three. Yeah, but still, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, like, this... This team is not 18th. 18th. This team that, that's not going to be 18th place to me. I'm in, even in fine league. putting us at, like, 14. I'm on the lower side, I think. I think I'm on I the lower side half. of the I, Angels. I think we're top half, at least. I think, I we're, think we're, we're top half. The, and I know it's only four spots, but there's just like there feels like such a big difference between 14 and 18, because 14 is a playoff contender. 18, you're starting to get into the okays. Yeah, right, and, like, 82 wins or something. The Tigers, I, I'm good. I'm like high on the Tigers, but the like the Twins. Okay, you got Correa. Everyone's freaking out because the Twins got Carlos Correa. Yes, but holy Gray. shit, have you seen that starting rotation? Dylan Bundy is their number fucking two. Yeah, <laughs> Sonny Gray's your number one guy. No bullpen either. Yeah, no bullpen. The Sonny Twins are a... They have a good lineup. Like Yeah, they actually have a decent lineup. They have a deep lineup. It's probably slightly deeper than ours, but like they don't have Mike Trout. They don't have Shohei Otani. So you probably... The lineups are a wash, and the rest of the team, we have them by a mile and a half. Yeah, like their bullpen's non existent. The rotation, like I said, Dylan Buddy, number two guy, LOL. Uh, <laughs> like, like that, that's, that's, we're serious. They put a, a guy who's Dylan Bundy is their number two above us. Threw, threw up on the mound at Yankee Stadium last season. Like, <laughs> my guy sweats like profusely in every, every we game, game I see. We did, we did win, win that game. He did win that game. Okay. But yeah, I just, dude, I'm telling you, it's the Carlos Correa effect. Everybody freaked the fuck out. They're like, oh my god, Correa's going to the Twins? All right, they're winning the World Series. And as Angel fans, we know, just as we know, if any, as much as anyone, that one one great star player does not make your team good automatically. <laughs> like, it's just, it's not, that's not this how that works. This overranking feels very similar to how in past years the Angels have been overranked. Because I've seen in past years the Angels be placed at like 10 through 12 when we objectively should not have been. And now it's like, instead of taking an objective look at things, people just assume we're going to suck again because we have no starting pitching. And, I, you know, I, I agree. We could be deeper, but objectively, we are better than 18. Well, with the 18 team, yeah, if we have, like, yeah, right, right, right. our entire team get injured again if we're in bottom five injury luck. But this is supposed to be just, like, based on neutral with everyone's playing, who's the best team. And like, you know, Think of it this way. Think of it this way. The Miami Marlins are one spot below us. The Cle- the Cleveland Guardians are two spots, and the Royals are three spots. Are we saying that we are mar- we are marginally better than the Miami Marlins and oh the Cleveland God. Guardians? The Marlins have a better like top. Pit- like, they have a really good sure. top three in the rotation. But, but like, oh who, who hits on that? Hismol. Yeah, who like Jorge Soler, and that's it. Like- Congrats, Matt Jorge hey, Soler. Yeah. I don't care what he did in the World Series. The man still had a negative WAR last year. Yeah, so like to say the Angels are marginally better than the Marlins 
is very insulting. To say they are marginally better than the Guardians is very insulting. The Royals are or the You're Royals worse are three. The Twins and the fucking Tigers. I know the They're Royals are we three spots. Fourth in the in the AL yeah. Central. That's yeah. rude. <laughs> exactly. It makes no sense how we're how yeah it's it's. Is there, yeah, I, I can't. My brain can't even make words how disrespectful. Danny, I didn't think I was going to get this angry on the podcast. I didn't think so either. I think this power ranking really, dude. This just shows that ESPN doesn't know baseball. <laughs> they don't know nothing. Oh my. God. Okay. Well, that's all I got for the power rankings. Is I'm. Yeah, I'm I, telling I, that. All right, let's go. Yeah, let's I can go keep to, going, but like, I'm good. I like. I don't want to get. My my blood pressure. It, I don't want to raise it. Anyways. <laughs> all right, anyways, anyways, let's move on to uh, so Vegas Insider released uh, their over unders for the MLB season and uh, like the win totals that is. So I'm gonna Daniel and I are gonna go over our our teams that we believe are the best bets. Um, Daniel, you're gonna go with three NL teams. I'll go with three AL teams. So if you want to lead off with the NL teams, all right, I'm gonna lead off with every Angels fan's favorite team. The Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes. Now, I don't let's like go. the Los let's Angeles go. Dodgers. Let's go Dodgers. They're not my favorite team. I, I actually quite dislike the, the LA you, Dodgers. You dislike them? Wow. I dislike. I do dislike the LA dislike, Dodgers. Yeah, just a little not, bit, though. Not just my favorite team. Just, yeah, just, just a little. Just they're like, like, they're like my third favorite team. They're you like know? my third favorite team. Uh, they're, my, they're actually yeah, my NL yeah. team. Yeah, they're my NL yeah. team. <laughs> they're actually my favorite team. This is a Dodgers team. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway. Dodgers are 97 and a half wins. Now, last season... The Dodgers won 106 games, and their Pythagorean win-loss put them at 109 wins. Now, uh, let's go over some of the injuries the Dodgers had last season. Cody Bellinger missed about uh, 60 games and played like dog shit when he did play. Uh, Mookie Betts missed about a month. Uh, Danny Duffy, who they traded for, didn't play the entire last half of the season. Tony Gonsolin, one of their good starting pitchers, missed over half the season. Uh, we're going to keep going. Uh, Joe Kelly missed two months. Clayton Kershaw mm-hmm. missed two months in the season and didn't pitch in the playoffs. Yep. Um, Corey Kniebel, uh, was on the 60 day IL. He missed over half the season. Gavin Lux missed about a month. Dustin May was out for the second half of the season. He has to get Tommy John. Uh, Max Muncy missed 10 games during the season and then didn't play in the playoffs. AJ Pollock missed about a month. David Price missed about a month. Um, Corey Seager missed two months. Trey Turner missed a few days with uh, having COVID. And Julio Urias also missed uh, a couple weeks. Is in there as well. Yep. And that team won 106 games, 109. And then they added Freddie Freeman. Like, yep. What? Like, yep. okay, I get, okay, you did lose Max Scherzer. But you only had him for two months anyway in the second half of the season. You're getting back more starting pitching. You added some more starting pitching depth. This team is going to win more than 97 games. They're going to win at least 100. I, I would like if the Dodgers won 98 games, that would be like an extreme down year for them. This is the best team in baseball. Unfortunately, they're the team to beat and they're going to win more than 98 games. So. If you, if you, I wouldn't, I'm not doing this because I have principles, but if you just like money, take out your wallet, go to the Vegas betting site and slam the Dodgers over. Yep. You want to go with your second team? You want to do your first AL team? We can oh, sure. Well, well, yeah, we'll switch off. Yeah. Okay. 
I have the so the Baltimore Orioles are at sixty two and a half over under <laughs> this season. And guys, uh, look, I look the Orioles. They look like a nice people, nice team, and all that. But um, I'm gonna have to take the under on the sixty two and a half. I don't think this team gained eleven wins this offseason <laughs> to say that they'll have an over on this. So, like, I can look the Orioles. They got John Means. They got Adley Rutschman coming up. They got Cedric Mullins. He's a great player, all-star player, that is. But I just don't see how this team goes from 52 wins last season to 63 to hit the over. It's just, I just don't see it. And especially this season where the AL East is even stronger, I just don't see that happening. So I got to take the the under on the Orioles on 62 and a half. They'll probably hit maybe 55 wins. Maybe they'll get three more, but... Yeah, I just it's a, probably another hunter loss season coming up for the Orioles. I don't see the Orioles not getting a hundred losses. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's no way. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I might actually bet that. I don't bet, but I might actually yeah. bet that. Like, yeah. No. Especially as like <sighs> I said, especially in the AL East this season where it's even stronger, I just don't see it happening. All right. So coming into my number my number two, my second National League team, the Atlanta Braves. Now, this one's a little bit, uh, it's, I don't think it's as much of, as a slam as the Dodgers one is. The Atlanta Braves over-under is at 91 and a half wins. Now, last season, the Atlanta Braves started out just extremely unlucky. Every single player got injured for this team last year. Yeah, especially Acuna, the, the big one, the big guy. won the World Series without their single best player, and then they added bullpen guys and okay you can say freddie freeman you know matt olson all you want matt olson had a better year than freddie freeman did last year ops wise mm-hmm. and actually almost every category he had a better year than freddie freeman so i think that's pretty much a wash they're pretty good they're both good at first base that's pretty much a wash yeah you lost freddie but you gained an all-star first baseman and 88 games was low for this team last year i just I think I, I have to bet the over. 91 and a half is a lot, but I think this is the second best team in the National League. They have much better depth in their starting rotation than the Mets do. Like, the Mets have those solid three guys, but one of them, DeGrom's already injured, and this, after those three guys, they really don't have a ton. This team has is seven starters deep, easily, they have probably one of the best bullpens in baseball, easily top five, probably top three. And they get Acuna back. Like Acuna is one of the best players in baseball. Matt Olson is one of the best hitters yeah. in baseball. Austin Riley last year was one of the best hitters in baseball. Adam Duvall. Uh, Ozzie Alves <laughs> is a very good defender. He runs and he's a very good hitter as well. Dansby Swanson, one of the better hitting shortstops in baseball. It's just like... This team, I, di- I didn't even mention some of their better hitters. They re-signed Eddie Rosario. Like, this team is absolutely ridiculous. They're super deep, and they're extremely talented. So I would have to bet over 91 and a half. Yep, I, I would agree on that sentiment as well. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with, so for my second AL team, I'm going to go with our very own Los Angeles Angels. And I'm going to hit the over on 83 and a half wins because... Like, I mean, like we all outlined in this podcast, this team, like I said, top four lineup, uh, they got the top four, big four, you know, Rendon, 
uh, Trout, Walsh, uh, Otani. This team is definitely not another 81-win team, 82-win team. Like I said, this all depends if the Angels stay healthy, of course, which I hope they will. But like I said, man, with this new bullpen that just got bolstered up with, like I said, if the, the big four stays healthy, if the starting rotation can just be, a, you know, honestly, if the starting rotation can just be league average, league average to just like above average, this team is definitely at least 84 wins. So if I'm looking at like, hey, I want to make money, this team is at least 84 wins. Now, 84 wins is not going to get you a playoff spot, but 84 wins is good enough for this, uh, for to hit the over here. So I think the Angels will, <laughs> dude, I just don't see how this team doesn't win 84 games at the very least. Like, come on. It's just 84 wins. Being in the bottom five in injury luck. Yeah, exactly. Bottom That's how, 10 yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think this team definitely hits that over and I just don't see how they don't. Like I said, injuries will probably fuck them over and that's how you will get the under on this. But like I said, with the big four staying healthy, with the new, with this new bullpen being bolstered up, with the rotation doing its thing, being at least league average or above average, this team will win at least 84 games a season. So if you like money and you like the Angels, hit the over on the Angels for 84 wins. Even as an Angels pessimist, now, I would not bet this because I think I'm a little more pessimistic on us this year than Manny is, but I would still bet the over. Like, if I had to choose, I would definitely 84 bet wins, over man. 84 wins. And it's a 84 weekend. is 84, 84 wins. is all we need. And the AL West is not, like, an insanely strong division like the AL East is. Exactly. I, you take the over on this. It has to. They can at least get 84 wins. Exactly. Now, uh, before I go on my third pick, I have to I have to say something. I'm not bet. I would not bet over on every National League team. I just all three of my favorite bets happen to be overs. Like I'd bet under on the Marlins, possibly the Phillies, definitely the Pirates, definitely the Padres, definitely the Nationals, definitely the Diamondbacks, probably the Cubs. Like there's a lot of teams I would bet the under on. Oh, definitely the Reds. Um, yeah, definitely the Reds. Yeah. This is a little bit more of a sneaky pick, but I think the Colorado Rockies at 68 and a half. That's just a little too low for me. I'm going to go over to Coors Field, and I'm going to hit the over on the Colorado Rockies. And here's yeah. why. Colorado Rockies last year, they won 74 games. Not only did they win 74 games, they won 74 games being one of the worst road teams of all time. This right. team is not going to be as bad as they were last season. Let me, let me just pull them up real quick. What the how many how many road games the lock the Rockies lost last year? The Rockies road record last year was 26 and 54. That's very bad. That's very bad. The Rockies are not that but bad of is, a team. Yeah, exactly. Is it bad enough that they'll do it again? <laughs> That's the question. I just I don't think so. I think a lot of that is just probably natural regression. Um, I also checked they were a 75 or 76 win team Pythagorean wise. So they were even I'm not I'm not even going to call it unlucky by one or two games. That's just, you know, variance. But, you know, this team was a 74, 75 win team last year. They added Chris Bryant. Yeah, they lost Trevor Story, but Trevor Story had a bad year last year for Trevor Story. So, you know, Chris Bryant might even be an improvement on that. They made a lot of marginal improvements. They locked down a couple of guys up there. And I don't think they're like, you know, they're not a playoff contender. They're going to win 76 games this year. That's, I think, what I have, Matt. But if you have, if you project a team for seven more wins than they're over under, then I think you you have to bet that. You have to bet that. 
And so I would hit over on the 68 and a half for the Colorado Rockies. Yep. I, uh, I would also agree with that. Um, so let me hit up y'all with my last AL team. I am taking the Toronto Blue Jays on the over for 92 and a half wins this season. And I think it's just obvious at this point, dude, the Blue Jays are one of the best teams in baseball at this point, if not the best team in baseball. They Let's see, who they add? They had a Kikuchi, Matt Chapman, Kevin Gossman. They're keeping Vladdy. Uh, they got Bo Bichette still. Um, who else, man? I'm just, uh, They got Alec Manoa who's looking really good. Dude, the Blue Jays are just insane this season. I, their, their bullpen's pretty decent still. And like, oh, man. I can't do it's it's actually overwhelming me talking about the Toronto Blue Jays because they're just that like stacked for the season. Like if this team doesn't win at least 93, 93 games, I'm going to be shocked because look, last season they won 91 games. Do you think this team is at least two games better than last season with all these additions? Like I would hope so. I would really hope so. So here's the thing. The Blue Jays were the unluckiest team in baseball they were a 99 win team last year pythagorean wise exactly so, so this we're not talking about a 91 win team we're talking about a 99 win team, win team from last season right exactly so can the blue chase muster 93 wins i sure think they can i sure especially with all these additions so yeah, I'm like I said. If you like money, take the Blue Jays for the over on 92 and a half. There you can. This team will win 93 wins. Uh, 93 wins. This team will win 93 games. It's it's gonna happen. I just don't see how it doesn't. Like I said, injuries are always a thing in baseball. Vlad can go out for like the entire season. Uh, God, I hope he doesn't. But Vlad could go out for the entire season. You could have Cosman going out for the entire season. He gets Tommy John. Vlad blows his ACL or something, tears it. You know, these things. These things could happen. But if they stay healthy, this if one of those good. happens, they still win ninety three games. Exactly, and that's the thing. <laughs> like, this yeah, for, was such a good rotation that and a lineup that even without Vlad, they'd maybe take you know instead of ninety seven, they win ninety three. <laughs> still beating the over under, like you're, you're still getting the over, and you're still getting your money. So, like I said, yeah, the Blue Jays, this team, take the over on ninety two and a half. This team will win at least ninety three games next season, and like I said, they'll probably get like thirty of those off the Orioles anyway. So, <laughs> so they don't even yeah. play the Orioles certain times. They're still gonna get thirty games off the Orioles. Like, yeah, exactly. They're just gonna like pay. They're gonna be like, hey, they're gonna pay the uh, Baltimore ownership, and the own- they're just gonna get donate some of their wins. Yeah, exactly. So and and like I said, this all ties back to my Orioles under. Like they play the AL. They play in the AL East. The Blue Jays are just gonna destroy them. So yeah. Take the Blue Jays on the over for 92 and a half. And I think that wraps up our our over-unders on Vegas Insider. Yes, it does. All right, let's move on to Tweet of the Week. Um, I got, I haven't really looked at Tweet of the Week, but I'm just going to go with my boy Curse. I'm sure he has something uh, for me, as always. Uh, let's see. I can here. go ahead and start with mine while you're looking. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and start with yours. All right, so mine was tweeted out by at Halo Season last night after mm-hmm. the game. And I think it just really... Just really exemplified how Angels fans feel right now. It was, I, I, you know, I'm not actually looking at it right now, so I am drawing slightly off memory. Basically, it was a dude in an Angels hat with an oxygen mask on. And there's a tube running down from the oxygen mask and the tank. And the oh, tank I know just said the about. word hopium on it. Yeah, yeah. Because God damn it, if I'm not filled with hope right now. There's so much hope. Ugh, it's frustrating. It's exciting. It's awesome. 
And I know they're going to, like, it's just, you have this feeling because we've been hurt so many times, but just something feels different. And just watching us do that to the Los Angeles Dodgers, watching Cindergard look like a god out, looking like the god of thunder out there. Man. Man, man, man. It was the tweet of the week for me. I got my tweet of the week. I just found it. So, in honor of MLB The Show coming out tomorrow as of this recording, uh, oh my I, God. <laughs> first, uh, MLB The Show 22 is coming out tomorrow, April 5th. Uh, if you did not pre-order, I did not. So, um... Curse tweeted out, my boy Curse, uh, he tweeted, <laughs> tweeted out a gif of Dave Ortiz crying and like waving to the crowd. And uh, the caption <laughs> reads, got no hit in my first online game. <laughs> so, <laughs> and as a person who played MLB The Show 21 uh, last year, this this uh, this was just hilarious to me. <laughs> so uh, no, It was just funny as hell. So I'm, I'm excited for MLB The Show to come out tomorrow. Um I'm gonna be playing the fuck out of it. I'm gonna be playing a lot of Diamond Dynasty. Hopefully, I can um, I can unpack Mike Trout. I can pull him. And our freshest thoughts go into the game. So these are all raw, raw, unedited, just straight up like how we're feeling day of on the way to Angel Stadium. And then we'll probably hit you guys with a after game podcast as well. Raw, unedited thoughts on how, you know, either going to be very happy or very sad. After very happy, game. like we're going to win the World Series or series, like or very, this team oh, I'm giving team. up. I, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what's happening this week in Hashing Halos. We're excited this uh, I'm just I'm just so glad that the season's starting back up and we can get we can get you guys more uh, regular content out there. Thank you. Guys Next for time you guys will be you. hearing us, right? Yeah, exactly. There will be MLB baseball. There will be MLB baseball. Next time you hear this, so thank you guys for listening. As always, I appreciate the support. As always, um, we will catch you guys. Uh, we'll catch you guys this week. So thank you guys for listening and have a good day and or night. Bye.